With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Cricket Badger IPL Daily Podcast 2021. The Indian Premier League 14th edition. It's great to have you with us. From the first match all the way to the final. Chennai Super Kings, Delhi Capitals, Kolkata Knight Riders, Mumbai Indians, Punjab Kings, Rajasthan Royals, Royal Challengers, Bangalore, Sunrisers, Hyderabad. May the best team win. Brought to you in association with Who Knows Wins, put your money where your mates are, and play along with the Cricket Badger. Hello everybody, welcome along IPL 2021 Daily Podcast. James Buck with the Cricket Badger joining you today and alongside Nakul Pandey and Samson Peter as well to talk about the doubleheader excitement of uh, an IPL Thursday. Nakul, let's uh, on an overview kind of question. Two games today where the two favourites won and chased down quite comfortably, didn't they? Yeah, indeed. Um, I think in both cases, uh, Rajasthan Royals and uh, and Kolkata Knight Riders, uh, it took one very good innings to get them up to scores that were just about defendable if they if they um, if they bowled really well. And in both cases, they weren't able to sort of outperform expectations. Um, the Delhi pitch is has proved to be a lot more batting friendly and uh, a lot more seam bowler friendly than many of us had thought. Uh, Delhi is traditionally a very low, slow wicket, but I think the fact that it has not been used for a little while the fact that it's a bit fresher means that uh, there is some pace in the wicket and and it means that 171 was not no, it's, it was defendable, but it was nowhere. Near, it was certainly not a challenging total when you have an attack that isn't that isn't high quality uh, in, the, in as Rajasthan's uh, is, and Mustafi Zur and, and Rahul Tewatia were expensive, and that's all it took really for uh, for Mumbai. They didn't manage to get the wickets up front that they needed, uh, other than other than Rohit Sharma. Uh, and then in the in the other game, KKI never looked like having enough. Again, Dre Russell massively outscored the rest of the team. You know, several runs and over quicker than. The 
the rest of the team put together. Prithvi Shaw didn't have to bat anyone near as well as he did to, uh, to get <laughs> to get Delhi over the line. But yeah, the Rajasthan uh, continuing to look under strength and KKR continuing to underperform. Yeah, let's let's start with the uh, Delhi Capitals reply there. As uh, Michael said, the KKR innings wasn't enough. 154 for six they made. But Sam, when we saw Prithvi Shaw come out there, 82 he made off 41 balls, 11 fours and three sixes. His 50 came in 18 balls. And it was just proper batting. It wasn't kind of like clear the front leg, slog over deep mid-wicket. It was nice drives, lofted drives. He just used his brain. Absolutely, James. A little dynamite. I mean, the way he was timing the ball, uh, everything was, he was actually middling everything and the shot selection was brilliant. I mean, hitting six fours of uh, Shiva Mavi, that is something uh, that shows his confidence in playing the shots that he played, right? I mean, he, he definitely comes into the uh, mix of, you know, uh, Indian openness going forward in the future. But the way that he played, the way he kept his temperament playing, playing alongside Chikar Dravin, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a regular guy for India cricket team, right? I mean, batting alongside him, he's, he's done so well. And just Chikar Dravin had, had the best seats in the box, just watching the little guy go and play out like that. Exactly shows how an opener is supposed to play. And Sam, it's always important for a T20 side to have a good opening partnership, but Privy Shaw and Shikha Darwin, seriously good, aren't they? Seriously strong as an opening pair. And when they're firing and in form like they are at the moment, that's a massive sign for Delhi Capitals in, the, in a good way. True, James. I mean, you, you see either of one, you know, get settled and they can definitely, you know, post a huge total or they can make, you know, any total, uh, you know, uh, look easy for them to actually score. So uh, it's so important to have these two guys in, uh, in the team. That's the reason why even Ajinkarayan has not even come to the mix because they want to back Prithvi Shaw, they want to back Shikhar Dhawan, the experienced lad and the, uh, the talented young guy coming in. Uh, this just shows how important it is for Delhi if they both stick on to it. I, I feel that, you know, it's, it's it's so good for Delhi to actually have these two guys opening. Nakul, they're only chasing 154, as we said, but any target can be a problem if you lose early wickets or if you get off to a slow start. But when your opening batsman goes out there and hits six fours in the first over off Shiva Mavi, it's uh, not a bad way to get underway, is it? A Sevag-style statement of intent for from Prithvi Shaw. Yeah, Shiva Mavi had conceded four boundaries in his previous two games uh, and conceded six in his first over. We'd only conceded uh, 13 against um, the same opposition only a week ago or so, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Shivam Mavi has been very good. And I didn't really quite accept the commentators' you know, re- easy criticism of why didn't Cummins bowl the first over, why do you give it to Mavi? He's been brilliant the last couple of games. Prithvi Shaw knocked him off his line in length and, and, and took full advantage. Prithvi Shaw, when he's batted well this season, has, has proved incredibly hard to stop taking in the, the form from the from his Vijay Hazare uh, trophy season. Um, and he and Shekhar Dhawad have now put on 100 twice for the for the first wicket and at good pace as well. Shekhar Dhawan today less so. I mean, he was going under a runner ball, but it didn't matter because Prithvi was going, Prithvi Shaw was going so well at the other end. But the two of those both firing and both showing great intent for the most part in the uh, in the power play uh, has been a huge thing for uh, for Delhi and it's a marked contrast to KKR. It's, it's quite noticeable with Prithvi Shaw today that, I mean, I, I always think with the, the six over power play, there seems to be a, an ever-increasing trend for batsmen to go in there and play aerial shots in that six over power play where you don't particularly need to there's only two men outside the circle if you can penetrate that in a ring you've got four runs if you hit it anywhere near cleanly and that's what Britney Shaw did today he just looked where the field was and hit it into the gaps or hit it you know, occasionally over the top but controlled shots weren't they yeah, I mean, I'm not 
quite sure I go along with that entirely. Um, hitting it over the infielder is often the safest place if you can get it up and over the the infield. And this um, certainly the the Delhi and Ahmedabad pitches so far seem to aid that. What I was getting to knuckle though is that I mean something like uh, the Rahul Tripathi dismissal where he was caught at, at uh, deep point, and it was just purely a, a full ball outside of his off stump. It wasn't particularly special, but he effectively didn't move his feet, just got underneath the ball and lofted it, and it could have gone anywhere. It scooped into a fielder's hands, and there's a lot of dismissals in T20 these days on the boundary edge aren't they because batsmen aren't controlling their, their attacking shots well, that- <laughs> you've fallen over <laughs> sorry my, my microphone decided to uh, decided to dive bomb me uh, maybe cut that out or not uh, I, know, I think we'll keep it in because it's a cracking question that's floored you very good or floored my microphone certainly <laughs> um, but that's the demand of the format uh, you need to you need to keep scoring and Rahul Tripathi had put pressure on himself and Nitish Rana had put pressure on him to a certain extent and Shuman Gill as well so they're, they're there was the need to, to to score quickly. I was saying just before that he, he got out that Rahul Tripathi's bat swing looked really awkward all day. He looked like he wasn't mm. getting the timing of his swing properly. There was none of the fluency. There was no acceleration through the stroke. It's every shot he tried to play looked awkward. And on this occasion, he tried to get himself out of trouble with his hands, which often works. Um, but he ended up um, hitting it way squarer than he intended to. Really going to criticize a batter for getting out, trying to hit a boundary in, in, in T20 cricket. That's that's the, uh, the need. But you, you can put yourself under pressure by not hitting enough boundaries or not finding enough fluency and scoring quickly enough earlier, which means that you have to do it when when you don't, not because you want to, but because you have to. And when and you're you're reacting to the situation, and you're reacting to the bowling. That can work, but it's putting an awful lot of pressure on yourself. Whereas if you get your head, yourself ahead of the uh, of the run rate and, uh, and and ahead of the bowling, you can afford to miss time a couple, and and you'll you'll have more gaps to work with, and you'll have a lot more latitude to work with. Blackratcricket.co.uk You've probably spent lockdown dreaming about scoring runs and taking wickets. Well, let Black Rat Cricket kit you out and take you towards success. Blackratcricket.co.uk They've got a swanky new website and if you quote Badger when you check out, you can get yourself 15% off. Blackratcricket.co.uk Join the infestation. Sam, Pat Cummings today. There was a lot of talk. I mean, Nakas already hinted at the uh, the commentators getting on their hobby horse with Shivam Mavi's over. Uh, they kept going on about bowling a bouncer, but the other thing they kept going on about today was why don't KKR use Pat Cummings at the top of their bowling rather than bring him on either for a token over at the end of the power play or or even later at times. You know, he's their million dollar man. He's he took three for twenty four in the end, and obviously the commentators were taking that as a vindication of their argument. Can you see what they were saying? Uh, I totally agree with the, what the commentator said. I mean, you've invested so much money in him and he's, he's really talented, right? I mean, he, he showed what he could do. He was the most economic bowler for KKR. No offense to Shivam, he's a good bowler. But when you when it's, when you put a less total on the board, which is way below the park score, 150, you've got to give it to your best bowlers to actually pick the wickets and pick the wickets and, you know, keep them under pressure. But KKR didn't do that. I mean, bringing Pat Cummins after five overs, it's, it's such a bizarre decision. Had it been Pat Cummins, he would have definitely, at least he would have dismissed either one or uh, either Shikhar Dhawan or Prithvi Shah. Then that could have put a little bit pressure on on, on, on the Delhi. Oh, it, it, makes Delhi a, it makes a massive difference, Sam, doesn't it? It sets the tone. If you suddenly get the, the opposition in a chase like that, two down after three overs, then all of a sudden they start to doubt themselves and having to rebuild, aren't they? I mean, I, I just wonder if Pat Cummins is too nice. You know, should he be stomping into that dressing room and saying, give me the ball, Skipper. I am taking this first over. I am your main man. Exactly. I mean, he is the lead bowler. I mean, if you need wickets, you've got to go to Pat Cummins. 
Shivam Ravi is a good bowler, but he does. I'm not sure how good his wicket taking capabilities are. Not under a situation where you have very less to defend. Uh, you should have given it to Pat Cummins, and you you've seen how Delhi crumbles in the middle order. We saw that against RCB and in the, the previous games also. Rishabh Pant slow played. They were a little bit low on the confidence from the last game, I can say. But not giving it to Pat Cummins, it's a stupid decision uh, from from KKR management. I don't know. I had no idea what that might. But if if they had if they had total on total of two hundred. on board if they want to say pat comes to the back end of the innings it makes total sense but your main bowler uh, you pay so much bucks and you don't rely him uh, or maybe it's a different strategy i just don't understand it it's i was not in favor of uh, in favor of this to be honest with you guys the curious thing is i've just looked through back through the last three games and pat comes is both the second over in all of in all of the last three games in in a couple of cases he's both the second and the sixth so he's he's bowled early and he sometimes bowled two in the power play this time he didn't bowl until the last over of the power play i agree pat comes should have bowled earlier in the power play than rather than only bowling the last over of the power play i just think that the criticism of him not bowling the first over when shivam mavi has done so well the last couple of games and you make that criticism after he's been hit for a few boundaries absolutely productive and too easy yeah yeah absolutely he's a, yeah an easy target and yeah shivam mavi is a good player um he just didn't have the best of days today and uh, pretty sure had a very had a stellar day today um knuckle moving up back to kkr's tactics in brendan mccullum and owen morgan you've got two of the um modern generations thinkers in cricket you know attacking captains but they don't seem to be getting KKR right this season do they at all the I, I mean Owen Morgan himself is is struggling for runs he scored in the last game he scored a few runs but apart from that he's he's been struggling Sunilarine the experiment of bringing him up into the top 5 isn't working at all and they just seem to be a little bit clueless at times well I mean this is really it's a demotion for Sunil Narayan because for the most of the last few years he's been opening for for KKR the I was confused as to the middle order experiment last year it worked a couple of times but I, I really do think with Sunil Narayan if he's not going to open and try and blast you off in the power play and and with that fact that he's not worried about getting out which allows him to bat a lot more freely he's a massive six hitter particularly against the spinners but i think asking him to do another role is a bit of a is a bit pointless to be honest you might as well get someone else to to do that job um morgan said at the end of uh, end of the game today that um they were they were slow off the uh, off the blocks I would need to look further into the into the into it to, as to whether it's a lack of intent or a lack of execution from Rana and Gil and, and Rahul Tripathi that they none of them are seem to be able to score any kind of serious pace with the exception of Rana in the first game and Tripathi a couple of times. But it's just putting so much pressure on on Morgan and Russell and Karthik and and Narayan wherever he bats. It seems like they're trying to get sort of ride two horses at the same time with Narayan in the middle order. I just don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna work. I don't think it's a high percentage move. I think you either have him open and and try and add that intent because whatever he does he's going to do it quickly or get him out and get in um another uh, another overseas player and and you know here I go banging the Lockie Ferguson drum again I mean, I said this I've said this a few times with KKR they do have upside they do have talented players if they can get something out of that top 3 they can make a run for the playoffs well Kolkata Knight Riders they went down today they lost by 7 wickets 21 balls remaining as well it was a walk in the park for Delhi Capitals who cantered to victory with just 3 wickets down let's move on to the first game of today in today's double headers we saw the Mumbai Indians who needed a win today really champions last twice five times champions kind of stuck in mid table in that gaggle of teams and we said on yesterday's podcast it could go either way another couple of defeats from Mumbai Indians and you're starting to maybe query their playoff credentials but they've uh, consolidated them no doubt about it with their comfortable seven wicket win against the Rajasthan Royals today the man of the match Quinton de Kock who uh, the South African who hasn't been in the best of nick in the tournament so far 
He came in and scored 70 not out from 50 balls with uh, six fours and two sixes for the South Africans to uh, steer them home with uh, nine balls to spare. And, and Sam, it's almost like you look at the table now as it stands. I'll just run through the top end of it, uh, Sam, before I come to you. But CSK, Delhi Capitals and RCB on 10 points now. Mumbai Indians are on six points, having kind of caught up a little bit and moved the way, um, away from the, uh, the gaggle of teams beneath them. And then you've got KKR, Punjab Kings, Rajasthan Royals and Sunrisers Hyderabad bringing up the rear. That, that top four, it's almost like you could have picked those out at the start of this and we could have saved ourselves all this trouble, couldn't we? True, James. I mean, you can never take Mumbai Indians out of the equation. They are slow starters, but at the end of the tournament, you will end. You will you will see them you know, finishing up in the top two. That, that's how good they are because they have that kind of team. They just need to click. Once they get the momentum going, you, they're unstoppable. And I think right now what we're looking at the top four is exactly how it's going to turn at the end. If CSK has a bad day, maybe. I hope they do. But uh, Mumbai Indians, I think they will definitely make it into top three for sure. Who knows wins? Put your money where your mates are. Download the app now from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Thank you very much indeed to Who Knows Wins for their support of these IPL 2021 daily podcasts. We're running the competition now every single day. So it's match day by match day. And effectively, if you download Who Knows Wins on whatever app platform you use and you make your predictions for the game that day and then you toss up your points at the end of it and see if you've won the prize at the end of it as well. It's just a little bit of fun, basically, as we go through this IPL 2021. So Who Knows Wins, download on whatever app platform you use. Who knows wins? Put your money where your mates are. There's over 25,000 players and over £1 million already won. The biggest community pot was £31,000. And there's over 12,000 leagues created. Download our free app and play against your friends and family with bragging rights and real money on the line. Who knows wins in a different league? Looking at the uh, the Rajasthan Royals innings today, Knuckle, 171 for four. Just felt well, I was watching that and it just felt like it was a little bit short at the time. And they had a few moments in that innings. Joss Butler and uh, and Jaisfell had a really nice start to the innings. Then they kind of slumped a little bit. Samson kind of got in and as, as Sanju Samson does, he, just as he started to look like he was out of the blocks and flying, he got himself out. Shivan Dube the same. And they just didn't quite get enough, did they? It's the reverse of KKR. I mean, they actually started very well and a and really attack the power play. Uh, Butler looked beautiful uh, again for uh, for part of his innings. Still, he was slowed down by Boomer coming in early, who I thought bought brilliantly uh, again again today, which is you know not news exactly. Yeah, one one for fifteen for Jasper today off his four. Just ridiculous bowling at every stage of the innings. And, and Yashasvi Jaisal, I thought batted really nicely. I'm a big fan of him as a player. I think he is an upgrade on Monon Vora, uh, so I like I like that move. And I like his um, back. I like his backstory as well. Knuckle. He's he's shown um, in in the way he's gone through his life, and he's gone through a lot of hardships. And his time to get to where he is. He's shown he's got a bit of tenacity about him. Yeah, he was in effect homeless um, yeah. a couple a few years ago. Was sleeping in a groundsman's hut uh, on one of the maidans in, in Mumbai. Um, is, is a remarkable uh, remarkable story. He, he is a very fine player. Sanju Samson, uh, 42 off 27 is a good knock. That, that it's objectively a very a, a good knock, particularly in the context of the of the rest of the innings. But then it just completely fell away. And, and yeah, I find it, you know, it's obviously harsh to criticise one person. But again, Shivam Dube just isn't doing it in that in that middle order role. Um, he batted well against Rajasthan Royals, uh, sorry, against RCB uh, last week. But this was his, he's played 21 IPL games. That's his first score 30 plus and he's never scored faster than 123 
yeah. over 100 balls in a season. He's, even with that 40-odd or 30-odd, his strike rate for this season, his scoring rate is under 7 and over. They need more from him. They need either him to do more or someone else in that role because it's just killing the momentum and then you know in terms you talk about players not getting not getting enough balls david miller only faced four balls today yeah i mean it felt it felt to me like sanju summerson and uh and Shuan Dube had almost got themselves into a position with sort of two or three overs out where they could really launch and take uh, the total up to 180 190 even they got out at just the wrong time and left david miller and ryan parag having to come in and start their innings with just bit bummer bowling his death overs and that's not necessarily the easiest thing to do is it um Sam, Mumbai Indians, they absolutely cantered across the uh, the line today. I've mentioned Quinton de Kock already. His innings was terrific. It's a massive plus for Mumbai that he's starting to look like he's uh, playing well again. Another big plus for them was Krunal Pandya, wasn't it? Because he's had a pretty ropey tournament so far with the bat, but 39 off 25 for him today and starting to see Mumbai Indians contributing. We've seen maybe one or two people standing up so far, but now we're starting to see a, you know, a lot of the uh, the usual suspects sticking their hand up. Uh, definitely, James. I mean, uh, if you look at their opening combination, right? I mean, only Rohit Sharma was firing and Quinton Dikau kept a low profile, but today he actually came out and played really well. And that gives a huge confidence booster going into the, uh, you know, the further stages of the game. I'm talking about Colonel Pandya, I'm not a huge fan of him, though his little thumbs across is a little arrogant for me. But the way he played his innings was, was brilliant. And they wanted either Krunal or Hardik or Polar to actually fire. Uh, but, you know, Kunal was having really bad games in the, the past four or five games. Right? He, he was not firing at all. He was not, he didn't look like the usual Kunal Pandya that he used to be. But the way he came and played today, it, it shows that, you know, uh, they're a champ- it shows that how well he can he can bat. And that definitely gives a confidence in, in, in the uh, lower lower order of the Mumbai Indians. And going ahead, that, that becomes really crucial because that is their strength. Kunal, Hardik and Polat, they score a lot of runs at the back end of the inning. So that was really crucial for them. I think they're, set, they're correct all the bases uh, that was going wrong in the previous games so Mumbai Indians are back into the hunt Knuckle I'm a similar, similar kind of sentiment to you really that Mumbai Indians for me I mean I'm, I'm a Mumbai fan so I've been watching them very closely and they tend to start slowly in these competitions regardless it just felt to me that there was a few a few players in that side that were performing and um, even Jasper Bummer I don't think has been at his best so far in this tournament but we started to see them go up a gear I think I'm not sure I totally agree with you again about Boomer. He hasn't been as devastating, maybe, but he's bowled some su- superb death and middle overs spells when he's been so difficult to get away. It's, it's um, sometimes misleading, that, isn't it? With the, the uh, I mean, Jasper Boomer and the likes of Rashid Khan and stuff, because the opposition see them as being a threat. So they play them out for 20 and then try and attack the others. And the others that sometimes get wickets off the back of that, don't they? But I don't think Jasper's been at his at his pomp. Well, he was certainly at, the, at his pomp today. Well, I mean, really, it's been the bowling that, that has been the strongest suit for Mumbai this this season, certainly. Bolt's bowled really well. Rahul Chahair is bowling really well again. Giant uh, Yadav has been been effective at various points. And Trent Bolt has uh, uh, has, uh, has done well alongside Jasper the Boomer. Um, I'm not wholly convinced by Nathan Coulton-Nile uh, as a white ball bowler. I'm not. Neither am I. You know, I was watching him today, and I just thought, what, what does he offer? And I was, I was struggling. Yeah, he, he, you know, he's in there to, I guess, bowl the the middle overs, or or kind of do a similar role to how Pattinson bowled for them last year, or how Adam Milne has bowled for them. Uh, they left out Ishan Kishan, who's been woefully out of form this season uh, so far to get him in. Whether that'll stay. I'm not sure whether it should. I'm not. I'm not sure you'd back Ishan Kishan to come good, particularly if this Delhi uh, wicket uh, and the Ahmedabad wicket 
well, I mean, the Delhi and Delhi for the next few games. Particularly if this Delhi wicket it continues to be good for batting, I think you'd back Ishan Kishan to, to come off. They, they've been steady rather than spectacular with the bat. Rohit Sharma, a really interesting stat. Since the start of IPL 2019, he's scoring at under six and a half runs and over. Um, so barely, you know, barely ever a run a ball for his first 10 balls. Um, and he hasn't uh, he hasn't gone over 130 for a season uh, since since 2018. Hasn't gone over 140 for a season since 2015. You know, he's a... He's He's, it's completely different, basically, from how he bats in international cricket. It, 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 it's quite interesting. So they need Quinton de Kock, really, to give those explosive starts and they to inject some impetus and take some of the pressure off the middle order. What you can say about uh, about Mumbai is, again, upside. You know, they, they've, they're they in a decent position. They're kind of in that middle order pack. When Karen Pollard's been only showing flashes, Hardik Pandya hasn't fired at all yet this season. He's going to at some point. Ishan Kishan's been out of form. Yeah, Surya Kumar Yadav has, uh, has only been intermittently effective. There's so much more for... It's like- like they're in third gear at the moment where some of the other teams are already in top gear it reminds me a little bit of you know, the football comparisons don't always work but Manchester United you know they, they would never be at their best in January under Alex Ferguson uh, or December but come sort of March and April they'd start to look like an absolute machine and that that is kind of what it'll be particularly as the pitches they're playing on get quicker and more more Wankaday like really for the rest of the tournament I mean they, they've lost a little bit of ground on the on the on the chasing pack uh, on the, oh, sorry on the chasing pack on, on CSK Delhi and Mum and RCB but we know how quickly this these things can turn around I and mean, they've got CSK on Sunday sorry on Saturday at Delhi which I think will be a, a, a really interesting game and certainly Mumbai probably needs to take a chunk out of Chennai's net run rate uh, as well but I think that Mumbai have so much more to offer than they've already done uh, this this season which is uh, which is not a bad position to be in I think partway through the tournament halfway through the tournament essentially and they're also a team that knows how to navigate their way through to the uh, the latter stages as well because they've got um, all of that squad has got experience in doing that Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. Just before we move on to tomorrow's game, I um, just want to talk about Chetan uh, Sakaria. Um, he's absolutely been joyous for me, watching him for the Rajasthan Royals. Every time I see him, he's got a massive smile on his face. He just makes me feel happy. And he just looks like he's loving it and absolutely taking everything he can out of this edition of the IPL. I saw him um, tweeting or Instagramming the other day. He was meeting MS Dhoni after the game against CSK and, and having a chat with him and yeah, meeting one of his heroes. I, I was looking back into his backstory. And we mentioned Jayasvel, you know, Homeless, and I think Jaisal was adopted by um, a member of the Cricket Foundation at, uh, at a certain ground to give him the chance to actually stay there and live there and have somewhere to live. Um, but Chetan Shakaraya um, comes from uh, a, quite a small village, um, comes from a, a fairly sort of impoverished background. He, he, he basically was gifted some uh, training shoes for, you know, as, a, as a youngster to help him along his way. Um, his brother committed suicide. He was very, very close to his brother. Um, his brother committed suicide earlier on. 
was it, I think it was even this year. It wasn't that long ago. Um, so he's he's had his hardships as Chet and Sakuraya Sam, but he's um, I I love him. I just love watching him, and he's a good little cricketer. True, James. I mean, uh, he's a brilliant cricket lad. I mean, I, I I heard his story as well. It was really heartbreaking. You know, his family. He's not good. He's not in good terms with his family as well. You know, because they hit the fact that his brother committed suicide because they wanted him to focus on the game, and he's doing that. He's he's uh, making his brother's dream come true of him wanting to be a uh, top class bowler, and he's definitely achieving that feat. Uh, the way he's bowling, he's he's always happy. It, it, like you said, if if you look at uh, the young lad smiling around and always having fun, no matter what, it just it just just brings a nice feel around the in, in, entire Rajasthan Royals team. But I, I I was watching one of the Rajasthan Royals videos. I, I was seeing how happy he is. They're good for him, you know. Uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, cricket is coming from background like this, uh, from the slums, who's performing well. You gotta, we gotta feel nothing but happy for these guys. Yeah, and uh, Knuckle, uh, there was a nice little bit from Rajasthan Royals as well. They gave him a jersey with his initials on it, but also uh, it has written on it, uh, Miss You Bro as well, in, in sort of reference to his brother that died only a few months ago. But he, he just he, he just makes me feel happy. He just looks like he's, as I say, milking everything he possibly can out of this experience. And it's, it's lovely to see somebody. We see so many people taking everything so seriously. He just looks like he's really enjoying himself. Yeah, and uh, doubly impressive in a, in a losing team um, where he's got a huge amount of responsibility on him you know he's he's bowling top and tail which is which is very difficult and he's he's doing it really well he's been uh, he's not just playing with a smile on his face he's also playing playing very well he's probably mm. been maybe alongside morris uh rajasthan's best bowler this season he's essentially having to do what joffrey archer was doing last year which is a which a hell of shoes to fill i mean that, that story his his brother took his life during the side mustak early trophy uh, earlier this season so um, what, that would have been january february time his parents didn't tell him or that his mother didn't tell him and wouldn't let his father speak to him on the phone because she thought his father would tell him and they thought it would distract him from his performances for, for Sarastra, yeah. um, which is pretty remarkable family dynamic. And, and we're, literally, we're, we're literally talking a few weeks ago, aren't we? I mean, we're not long into 2021, really. Uh, yeah, it, it's a few months now, but yeah, uh, but still, it, it's it's not very long at all. And uh, now he, he gets picked up for 1.2 crore, which they're from a very rural part of Gujarat uh, and not from at all at all uh, wealthy or, or even sort of middle-class background. And that that is something that will set the family up financially and allows them to, to plan for the future um, and uh, as much as one can in, in India as it, as it is currently with the with the COVID crisis being so acute as it is at the moment. Incidentally, Rajasthan Royals also donating a, a large sum of yeah. money through their through their foundation. Over a million dollars, wasn't it? Yes, indeed. I think it was to the British Asian Trust's uh, Oxygen uh, oxygen Relief Fund following the news from I think the Delhi Capitals had also uh, donated uh, 1.5 crore to the Hemkunt Foundation and the Uday Foundation in, in Delhi. So the, we are starting to see the IPL franchises as well as the players uh, stepping up, which is, um, which is good. Um, and and you know, it was always going to going to happen at at some point. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Very good to see. I mean, we've obviously seen, as you say, some of the players have done that, but now a couple of the franchises have done it. Yeah, I would imagine the others will follow suit, and it's much needed, isn't it, at the moment in India with uh, the need for oxygen and ventilators and uh, all of the various things to fight COVID. So we wish you all well over there in that fight against that, and stay safe over there in India. If you're going to um, follow the podcast over the weekend as well, there's the uh, social media blackout, which the cricket badge is going to uh, abide by 
as well. So there's going to be no Instagram, no Facebook, no Twitter um, from, was it 3pm tomorrow afternoon through to uh, the end of Monday? So um, if you want to stay in tune with the uh, Cricket Badger podcast, they'll continue, but obviously won't be able to tweet them. So if that's your way of following the Cricket Badger podcast, then uh, have a look on whatever podcast platform you listen to it on, subscribe to it or remember where you found it, or just search Cricket Badger podcast on Google and you'll find them over the weekend. But uh, I think it's important as well, that's a social media blackout against uh, abuse online and racism online and well, indeed everywhere. Um, I think uh, the world of sport is kind of uniting to just take a bit of a stand against that this weekend and fully support that as well. Let's have a look ahead to uh, tomorrow's game then, gents, before we finish off today. And we're going to see um, Punjab Kings taking on uh, Sam's team RCB tomorrow. RCB have now been joined at the top, obviously, as we said, by Delhi Capitals and uh, CSK on 10 points there. So a big game for uh, RCB Sam tomorrow, isn't it? Just to kind of keep the ball rolling. I mean, it's been a good start. You wouldn't complain about where you are, are at the moment. Definitely not, James. If you ask me, before the IPL, they're going to be uh, 5-1 for the first six games. I would have absolutely said that is that is that is that's not going to happen because we've seen RCB how they start. But this is a dream start for RCB. We've never started this strong, so it's, it's really good that we're doing that. And I I was really worried about the last game because losing against Chennai Super Kings would definitely you know put a hard stop on the confidence, right? But I was really worried how are they going to perform against Delhi, which is a much stronger side. But they really came well. They had their bowling plans well uh, well sorted out, and they came and they delivered. So I'm feeling very confident about RCB. And it was a close game as well, Sam, wasn't it? And you, you tend to find in these tournaments that the teams that get get most used to winning those tight finishes don't do bad in the end. True. Uh, I think that it's a really close finish. I, I, I thought it was a 10, uh, 15, 20 runs short of, I mean, short of the actual bar score. But they actually did well to contain uh, the openers. They picked up the picked up early wickets. Uh, they broke brilliantly against against Prithvi Shaw, against Rishabh Pant. They contained him. They didn't let him score big. They, they did really well against even Stoinis, who looked uh, who looked really explosive. So I think that's really good. I mean, the, the camaraderie of all challenges. I mean, the bowler looked even if you look at Ashwin Patel, I was really worried uh, that you know getting smacked for 37 runs in an over. And you know, coming back from from that, uh, I'm not sure how, how what his mindset would be unless you're a steward broad. It's not easy to get over, right? I mean, I was really worried, but they've held they've held up self really well, and they've come they come and performed, and they get their nerves, which we don't usually do. We have a history of losing such close games, but happy that they they crossed the line. Nakul, when we talked last about the Punjab Kings, I can't remember exactly how you described it, but you basically said they were interesting to watch, but possibly for all the wrong reasons. It was along those lines, wasn't it? I think my exact phrase was, "If you can't be good, be." fun Punjab, <laughs> that was it yeah Punjab have been I mean they have this ridiculously high variance between between their good and their bad I mean there's a lot of players not performing who are very very good players I'm a huge fan of Nicholas Puran uh, but he's not fired at all this this tournament. I don't know what KL Rahul and Mayank Agarwal uh, are trying to do, uh, and it's putting an awful lot of pressure on the likes of uh, of Puran. Um, it, and it's led to a situation where they're they're getting wins almost despite of, despite themselves. The bowling up top has been has been reasonable uh, for Punjab, but I'm just not quite sure what they're what their game plan is or how they're trying to win games. I, I think, I mean, every team wants a pretty sure, don't they? Every team wants somebody that's going to go out there and hit 50 off 18 balls, but you can't get that every day. And I think it's a little bit of a, a vicious um, circle for, for Punjab Kings because um, because the two openers that you mentioned, Rahul and uh, Agarwal, aren't necessarily doing that kind of ferocious job in the, the initial stages of an innings. It's putting pressure on the middle order. Then the middle order fails. And then next time they play, Rahul and Agarwal are conscious that the middle order isn't getting 
run, so they've got to take more responsibility, so they maybe go a bit more within their shell. And then because they do that, there's more pressure on the middle order, they fail again, and it gradually kind of continues and snowballs. Sam will know this. This has been RCB's problem for years, or more more particularly Virat Kohli's problem, because de Villiers <laughs> seems immune to these things because he's, you know, barely hey, human. Uh, Nakul, exactly. I'm not sure if you know this. Uh, we call our Kingston Punjab RCB B team, <laughs> because that's a B that's been floating around. And we, they're doing exactly what RCB is, what RCB is doing. They're copying our jerseys, they're, they're copying our, the logos a little bit, so they're just becoming another RCB. I was just going so to say, say the kit. <laughs> I, say the kit. I, do prim- I do much prefer the Kings 11 or the Punjab Kings kit to the, uh, to the sort of grey sweatpants thing that was going on in, in previous seasons, to be honest. I mean, Punjab Kings, you know, they had this strategy going into the tournament. They get two overseas fast bowlers and, uh, you know, they bought in Jai Richardson, they bought in Riley Meredith. Now they're both out of the team. Chris Jordan actually did pretty well coming into the team, but I don't really see why, uh, what they were hoping to get out of not playing at least one of those two. Their, their game plan relies on the top four performing, but the top four aren't performing. And it means that basically, you know, they've had a, some Shahrukh Khan has probably outperformed expectations mm-hmm. uh, and they need a really good bowling performance. If you look at the last three games, you know, they got 123 on a pretty good wicket in Ahmedabad and allowing a really out of form KKR to chase it down. Came through against Mumbai, uh, who didn't get enough runs uh, in on a, on a slow wicket in, in Chennai with no one really scoring at any kind of pace. Sunrisers didn't have to break sweat to, to beat them uh, the game before that. And they've been bowled out for really low scores a couple of times. Um, so they're, they're, they're kind of all over the place, really. I mean, they have to hope that playing on a quicker wicket will help them um, sort of rediscover their mojo a little bit. Because I think the only way of, of, of Punjab winning games consistently is to basically outback teams this year. I'm not sure that the that the bowling with only really really right. Bishnoy. Uh, they, they need to overperform with the bat to give their bowlers a chance, don't they? That's that's basically what yeah, the, the which, is it, which is as Sam said, is exactly what RCB were doing yeah. last year. And they've also got this RCB thing of a genius uh, last year Maxwell, this year poor and massively underperforming. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, Maxwell was absent without leave all the way through IPL 2020. I mean, just going back to what you were saying about not knowing what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, at the start of the IPL, you can pretty much see what their what most teams 11 or much of their 11 is going to be, how they're going to try and play the game and what they're going to try and do with that 11. And I think so far, we see the top four teams in the competition. It hasn't quite worked for Mumbai Indians, but we know exactly how they're going to play the game. So that's how they've been doing it for the last three seasons. But for CSK, Delhi Capitals, RCB, Mumbai Indians, they've got their kind of strategies and they're going for it. And it's working for them. You look at the, the bottom of the table size, KKR, Punjab Kings, Rajasthan Royals and Sunrisers Hyderabad. I think Naman said that Sunrisers had already used 1920 players in the in their first six games because they just can't get the formula right. The kind of plan A has been thrown out the window and they're now on to plan D and they're not quite sure where they're going, Knuckle. And you know, that's a that's a dodgy situation to be in at this stage of an IPL, isn't it? Yeah, it's not ideal, and it means what it, what it ends up happening is rather than you know rotation for can be can be good, and you know adjusting your pit your team to the to the pitch or the or the conditions or the opposition uh, because you have a specific plan is good. You know, moving on to the sunrise just briefly when you essentially just throw a bunch of Indian middle order players into a into a hat and shuffle around around and see who comes out first. What it means is that you end up with a whole <laughs> bunch of players out of form, and then yeah. if you can't if you then you if you want to go back to someone, they're out of form and out and low on confidence as well. Yeah, if, if all of the brains in your franchise have sat down at the start of the competition and thought, oh, this is, this is going to be how we do this. If it's not worked after four, you know, you don't throw the baby out of the bath, bath water, do you? you know, you're better off persevering with the, with the formula you think is going to be right rather than just 
going to plan B that you haven't even thought through? Well, I mean, four games maybe, but you know, they Punjab won the first game and then had a horrific performance in the in the in the second game and then junked their entire auction strategy with <laughs> yeah. the with the ball. It's very strange. Sunrise is a little bit different. I mean, they they their problem is the overseas balance, and we've talked about it a lot. But one problem they do have in common is the fact that their big name overseas opener captain just isn't performing and is actually putting an awful lot of pressure on everyone else. You know, David Warner. Um, was very critical of himself the other day, and, and rightly so. He also has made some slightly strange comments about selection and talking. Yeah, about we talked. We talked about that yesterday. I can't get my head around the fact that the captain is not involved in that. It, it's very strange, and I'm not really sure who he was pointing at, to be honest. Um, and you know, you talk about with KKR coaches very much with an aggressive mindset, not producing teams that way. Trevor Bayliss, uh, who was a massive part of England and their resurgence and uh, under Owen Morgan, and has been a superb white ball coach over a number of years, playing in a very aggressive manner. But Sunrisers, with the exception of Bairstow and uh, and Rashid Khan, look frankly passive uh to to be honest and, and that i think that is the biggest worry but as for tomorrow's game who wins RC, it rcb i mean, they look really strong uh and, and I, I know, well i know i know some's gonna go for rcb as well and i'm gonna make it three out of three because i just can't <laughs> see i mean th- in this competition we have had surprise results all the way through it there's i don't think there's a huge amount between top and bottom in terms of standard but i just can't see how rcb are gonna lose that tomorrow the way they're playing and the way punjab kings have been playing i think it's gonna be fairly comfortable for rcb so q a massive upset in punjab kings winning that game my thanks as always to sam and to knuckle for joining me on today's podcast thanks to who knows wins for their support of the daily podcast as i say it's going to be blacked out on social media over the weekend so make sure you find the podcast in a different kind of way and we'll be back every single day over the weekend and for the rest of the ipl i've been james the cricket badger and i'll see you again tomorrow Brought to you in association with Who Knows Wins, put your money where your mates are, and play along with the Cricket Badger. Thanks for listening. We'll be back every day throughout IPL 14. Have your say on Twitter on at Cricket underscore Badger. We'll see you again tomorrow. Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.